0: up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561.
1: It's about to go down. burning your ears with another all killer and no filler episode of the best motorsports radio on the planet it's the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor with your host jim beaver
2: sliding trophy trucks jumping razors and dropping the mic at events across the country
1: amy hood
2: what's up guys i'm a professional fun haver, dirt bike rider and monster truck driver
1: With support from Polaris Razor, General Tire, Subaru, and Dirtfish. Hang on tight, strap in, and get ready to smoke some tires and lay some roost. Here's the man who carries a steering wheel in one hand and a mic in the other Jim Beaver.
2: What is happening another edition here of the Down and Dirty radio show powered by Polaris Razor with uh, our good partners at General Tire Super of America, Vision Wheel, uh, what, Dirtfish, Optimus, MotoShield Pro um Gibson Exhaust, Casey Highlights. We've got some amazing partners here. Anyways, you guys get the picture. Anyways, we got a big one coming at you. You know, obviously coming back from 4th of July. I was uh up on a lake, i've been on vacation, been in Seattle, Dirtfish Summerfest. We're gonna talk all about that and a whole lot more here in our opening segment coming up in just a few minutes. But uh if you're just tuning in uh, this is uh, this is the one you want to tune into, right? If you've missed a couple of shows, welcome back. Uh, and Colin Braun, IMSA winner, he is on air today, uh, taking uh, him and uh, Core Autosport taking their very first uh, uh, prototype win in IMSA. I have him on the line, my boy Street Bike Tommy. Tommy is here on the line. He is going to be talking uh, Travis Pastrana's big jump, uh, or jumps. Uh, you know, the Evel Knievel jumps, uh, you know, three of them he did uh, Sunday night in Las Vegas. And Tommy was there on the ground right at the bottom of the landing ramps all three times. Uh, so Tommy's going to break that down for us. And uh, uh, we're going to talk some ARX Rallycross. we got Steve Arpin phoning in uh, he's teaming with ken block this year in uh, uh the america's rallycross championship Dirtfish uh arx at Coda. this weekend we'll have arpin here to talk about that and then we've got andrew carlson on the line he is uh going to be talking about uh midwest short course league they're racing at erx motor park this weekend i will be there doing tv as well as the lucas live stream uh so uh we're gonna break down that with uh, andrew carlson so pack show lots to talk about Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. But you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs.
3: I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet.
4: What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet.
6: It's more than just a
2: slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3 from General Tire. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressive styling with the Down and Dirty Radio Show since 2012.
1: Follow at Jim Beaver15 and at Amy Hood71 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
2: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Um man hopefully you guys had a, a great Fourth uh, of July. I know uh, it was good for me. I was in minnesota for uh, for a while then over in Seattle for dirtfish summerfest i don 't know two weeks if you can uh, pack as much into uh, uh, those days as i, I did uh, definitely recharge the batteries which was it was needed and uh, you know I think we're going we 're definitely going to uh, We, we here on the down of dirty radio show, man, we've been growing like crazy, but, uh, you know, I think it's time to circle back and, uh, kind of cover our bases here. It was like kind of things were getting, I don't want to say out of hand, but, uh, um, we're we're getting pretty crazy and we're, we're definitely going to get back into uh, some more hardcore motorsports and racing talk. I mean, it's all personality driven, but, uh, um, you know, as it always has been, but I think you guys will be, uh, stoked on, uh, on, you know, the way things, uh, are looking moving forward. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, today, um. Once again, we got uh, Colin Braun, uh, IMSA winner. we got Andrew Carlson. Um, you know He's going to be talking ERX Motor Park and Midwest Short Course League this weekend. Um, we've got uh, Street Bike Tommy talking about the Pastrana Jump. And then we've got uh, my boy Steve Arpin. He's calling in to talk uh, Dirtfish ARX at COTA. So all that coming up over the next two hours. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the past couple of weeks, I was up um, in Minnesota, uh, in Seattle this past weekend for uh, Dirt Fish Summerfest. I know we've been talking a, a ton about it here on the show, uh, hyping it up. And I got to tell you, did not disappoint. Um I don't know how many cars and people were there, but uh, the cars that were on display, man, I mean, you know, you had rally cars, right? And they had Travis Pastrana's car that he jumped in action figures, too, and, um, like, a lot of just normal rally cars. Right? Like, you would, you know, see it. something you would you think you would see at Dirtfish, but um, they had a lot of exotics. There was a Ferrari there, a McLaren there. Uh, A Lancia there. Some of the vintage uh, rally cars out of Steve Rimmer from Dirtfish. His uh, personal collection were there. Um, My favorite car, though. uh, First time I'd actually ever seen one in the flesh. Subaru 360. Uh, And I don't think you guys even know what a Subaru 360 is. I'm sure some of you Subi fans uh, know exactly what it is. Everybody else like, what are you talking about? Uh, So Subaru 360 was like the first car Subaru ever sold in the United States. Uh, This thing is teeny tiny. uh, Smaller than a smart car. Um, maybe about the same size a smart car, um, little two seater, um, very tiny, rad looking little car. Uh, first car super sold in the United States, made them in the like sixties and early seventies. Um, I saw that and I'm like, I have to have one of those. Like immediately I'm like, I need to buy one of those. And you see it. And I was like, Ah, oh, what are those things going to be used? You know, maybe like, you know, what? Eight, 10 grand, you know, might, maybe a little rough needs a little TLC, Anyways, I go to eBay. <laughs> Subaru 360, the one they had for sale there, $48,000. And I went, yeah, I don't know that that one's going to uh, make the garage anytime soon. Regretfully, I want one. Bad, but, uh, uh, yeah, not at $48,000. <laughs> I, I saw that little Subaru 360, and I'm like, you know, you got that, or you can get a brand new WRX STI for less money. And I'm like, oh, gosh, that's a that's a tough call, right? Um <laughs> Uh, they also had like Subaru, the new uh, WRX uh, type RA. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those, but uh, it's like uh, probably the most expensive Subaru they've ever built uh, for production, but uh, things rad. They only, they've only made like a handful of them and had a couple, you know, had one of those on display there. And um, just all in all good time. Jolene Van Butte, uh, my Razor starker teammate, she was up there as well right before she flew to Travis Pastranas thing. Um, actually, Dirtfish sent me up in a helicopter while he was there um, I was epic. Never been in a helicopter before, right? All the flying I do, and i would never actually been in a helicopter. Um, got to see uh, dirt fish from overhead. And I got to tell you, they got just a massive amount of property there. Um, you don't realize. Like, you think it's big, and then you actually get the opportunity to see it from above and, like, all the roads and things like that. And it's like, wow. Like, it's it's uh, it's kind of humbling, man, um, to to just see how much is actually there. Um, really, really cool stuff. So, um, really fortunate to get to go up there. Uh, I had my daughter up there with me. Her and I did a uh, little adventuring, had some fun. Uh, you know, Space Needle, full tourism thing, rad view. Um, you fight people, so I, I'm telling you, if you ever actually in Seattle, want to do the Space Needle, we were there at like 9 a.m. We beat the rush, but the line that formed behind us, oh man, it was crazy. Um, so uh, definitely, I would say do that early, early in the morning, and uh, they actually have coffee and you get breakfast up in the top of Space Needle and uh, have it over, uh, overlooking just a, a rad view. It's crystal clear day; we could see just for miles. So, so awesome. Um. But the rad thing I got to do while I was up there, indoor skydiving. Uh, My daughter, she's nine. I said, what do you want to do in Seattle? She says, skydive. I'm like, what do you want to skydive? I'm like, I, I can't take you skydiving. And then I looked, and I'm like, oh, we can do uh, I fly indoor skydiving, right? So uh, we tried that out, and I had a heck of a good time. Like, I would totally do that again. I, it makes you want to really skydive, which I think is the thing. You know, they had uh, actually a 12-year-old that was there in Seattle doing some training. They're getting ready to go to the World Championship in Dubai, like, in two weeks. And this 12-year-old kid, um, he was it was crazy. The acrobatics he was doing in there and the wind tunnel was just insane. So, uh, I'm just saying if you've got, I think it takes, you got to do a class before they actually throw you in there. Um, but if you ever get the opportunity, uh, to do some indoor skydiving, uh, they've got the centers around the country where you can do it. So worth the hour and a half to two hours of time. Absolutely do it. I'm telling you, um, you will not, uh, will not regret it. Um. Definitely worth uh, worth the money for sure. I'm going to do it again. Um, <laughs> I didn't embarrass myself, so definitely going to do it again. Um, so, yeah, that happened. And then, uh, like I said earlier, Jolene Van Butte, she flew out early because she was heading to Pastrana's. And, uh, oh, man, oh, man, TP Travis Pastrana, uh, you know, knocking out three of Evel Knievel's most infamous jumps over the buses, uh, over the crushed cars, and then finally over over the fountains at Caesars Palace. And uh, the cool thing about TP was, is he, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing with this, like, if you're going to do it, like, Evil Knievel's a legend. You just don't touch that guy, right? He was a badass. He still is a badass. He's, you know, he's Evil Knievel. Um, He gave a lot of my friends jobs, basically. He was the first action sports and stunt performer, period. Um, Bar none, you know, the one, I guess the first one that actually really counts. But anyways, uh, he, you know, Travis, you know, it's a touchy thing when you go to recreate evil's jumps, right? Because you, you want to be respectful to a legend, you know, you don't, and uh, I was so proud of Travis and the way things came off, because I think he, he showed the utmost respect uh, to, to evil and evil's family and, and the things that evil can evil accomplished. And, you know, he did, uh, you know, he did the three jumps um, you know, and he did them on a bike similar and, and you know, it's more advanced. I mean, we're not going to lie here, but it's not like he went and did it on, um, you know, a brand new CRF 450 dirt bike. He did it on an Indian, uh, street bike. You know what I mean? So it, it was uh, a similar bike to what, uh, evil, uh, evil kind of did it, similar wheel travel, things like that. So. I just thought it was really classy the way Trav did it. It was a nice nod to evil Knievel. Just everything went smooth as butter as my friend Hubert texted me. I, I was just getting off the plane when this happens. I had to watch the jumps later on and text and had a group text with Tommy and Hubert and Jolene. And I said, how's everything going with TP? Just got off the plane. And they go, smooth as butter. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I I know Travis got in a lot of practice jumps and things like that um you know was this the most death-defying stunt travis pastrana has ever done absolutely not was it still dangerous as all hell absolutely so uh um you know big big shout out to tp for doing that we're, we're definitely going to talk a whole lot more of that when we got street bike tommy on in um in the next hour but uh uh really excited uh you know to chat on that it was it was a it was a heck of a weekend for. Uh, um, you know, for Pastrana and actually for me, I had a lot packed in there. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, and don't forget, we're going to give you a few promos throughout the uh show, but uh, um, yeah, Lucas Oil Midwest Short Course League this weekend, ERX and ERX Motor Park, Minnesota. Be there if you're in Minnesota. If you're not, uh, you can tune in at Lucas Oil TV. Uh, download the app or on their website. Uh, we'll be live streaming there. Uh, I will be your uh, host commentator for the weekend, so uh, you can hear me talk through a bunch of off-road action all weekend long from the Midwest. And uh, if you haven't already, man, uh, good for partners of ours uh, jumped on board this year. I've been a long-time user of their product. Um, now we've kind of got a formal relationship, but uh, Moto Shield Pro. Uh, I just posted a video to uh, all my social media feeds, shared it on Facebook, posted it to Instagram yesterday. Also on Twitter, but uh, check that video out, man. Some insane technology, nanotechnology. Uh, it's a new technology taking the automotive world by storm. I think, uh, uh, you know, and it's not just racing, it's something that you can apply to your everyday vehicles. But uh, we're going to be talking a lot about nanotechnology in the next couple of weeks because these people at MotoShield are just, they're changing the game. So it's rad stuff. We are going to take a short commercial break. We come back. My boy Steve Arpin, he's on the line talking dirtfish ARX at COTA after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by. Polaris razor
7: if you are age 85 or younger
8: Fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180.
9: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517.
0: 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
1: Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show. On Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
2: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, just waiting for my boy Steve Arpin to call in. We're going to uh, uh, shoot him a text right now as we are on air. My boy Steve, hey, what? Where you at, Steve? All right, as we send Mr. Steve. Uh, uh Arpin a text. Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked here as I text and I'm talking to you guys too. So literally uh we're just shooting from the hip here today, right? All right. Texting uh text is sent to Mr. Steve Arpin there. And uh yeah, hopefully we get Steve O on the line. I know he's uh geez, you want to talk about a guy that is busy uh running that team. Obviously he's teaming with Ken Block this year. Um in Ah, there we go. Here at, it's like clockwork, right? Sometimes texting does work. Welcome to the line, Steve Arpin, my man. We were just texting you and talking about you uh, as uh, as we were waiting for your calling, buddy. <laughs> well, I hope I'm not as slow off the line as I was calling into your show tonight. It's uh, it's uh, it's been a busy morning for sure. Yeah, well, I, dude, I understand. Well, and I know we'll, we'll keep our texts from last night to us, but I know uh, it's been a it's been a hell of a <laughs> whirlwind for you, dude. <laughs> um. I looked at the guys, and I said, I'm going home. I've had enough today, and I went and took my mm-hmm. boat, went out on the lake, and had dinner. So it was uh, it was one of those days, but needed a little recharge. Oh, yeah, dude, I get it. So what, what's the plans for you guys? When are you heading out? I mean, how far is it from Charlotte to I mean, that's got to be a couple-day drive, right? Or the guys, uh, they got to be pulling out soon, huh? <laughs> well, the, the, the coolest part about this trip is – We've got my dad and my good buddy, Adrian Gordon, that we
10: used to race dirt cars with all over, all over the country. And there are two truck drivers. So, we call it, it it's just like watching the movie Step Brothers. <laughs> These two are just wild and crazy when they get together. And they're definitely going to make it down the road making good times. So, its uh, we got the G-style truck pulling the rig, a big old
2: Peterbilt. So, its uh, they're getting ready to hit the road right away here. Yeah, i i I feel like I feel like you guys need to put like a like a camera on the dash and just record the audio for the trip because I think it can make for some really good sound bites. I I don't think we want footage <laughs> of whatever is going to happen on that trip. <laughs> I don't
10: think we want any proof of anything. <laughs> no, but it's uh, man, it's been a world, of, and these these cars are are so much fun to drive. I showed up to work this morning. We had Ken's car sitting outside the door, warming up, and I got to hop in and do practice hole shots all morning. So,
2: so it's a it's a good start to the week for sure. Yeah, well, and let's talk about that because I know I was back there in Charlotte, swung by the shop. Uh, was it into May, right before Memorial Weekend, I think? But. Um, you know, the cars were still kind of in pieces. I don't think you'd driven one at that point. I mean, compare this car to what you were racing last year. Because, I mean, the car you had last year, you were winning races in. I mean, what, what, how, what's the biggest difference? I know I know Ken and uh, Backer did a lot of development on these the past couple of years. I mean, uh, you know, what's the biggest difference? I know it's a little bit bigger than your car you race, but I mean, what, what's the big difference in handling? I mean, you're going to have to adjust your driving style for this? I mean, what's, you know, give us a lowdown on this new car. Yeah, we we actually went over to Koda two weeks ago. We went over there to do a test. It, it
10: was us, Ken. Ken that was his first time in the car. He absolutely loved it. That was a that was a good sign, especially compared to what he's done before uh, with these cars. So Ford and Ford and Hünigan, they 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 entrusted us to, to take the what they started with and continue the development. There was uh, there was a lot of work to be done, and our guys were, were like you said, we're winning races in our in our fiestas last year, and these folks need, need some work to be able to get to that point. And it's pretty exciting with, uh, with, with how far we've come. We definitely still have still have room to go. We still have a long ways to go, but uh, it's been a, a lot of work, a complete suspension, redevelopment, um, lots of different stuff from the setup standpoint, and so on and so forth, working on of a complete new shock package on these things. So, so that's a work in progress and uh it's it's been a whirlwind but the difference uh everything uh it was my first time on a real rally cross track last week at Coda, and these things are so much longer and so much wider they're just a bigger car than my fiesta that fiesta was so nimble it's like you could look a different direction you could have that thing going that way in a heartbeat so these cars are definitely going to have uh, have an adjustment period uh, I wish we had more than four races this year, especially with the Nitro Circus race announced now. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm excited to see what uh, when instincts take over, and I don't have so much time to think about it when the
2: first green light goes off on Saturday. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You mentioned something back there. You said a real rally cross track and, um, that was going to be my next question. I mean, you, like, I know, uh, some of the guys like, you know, Ken who has gone over to Europe and Tanner and, you know, there's a handful of guys that, you know, you know, from the States that have gone and, and raced, uh, uh, ERX and, and WRX and, you know, and things like that. But, uh, um, I mean, you know, the tracks, I mean, it's a different feel. I mean, GRC, they were, it, it's just a different, it was a complete different concept that GRC had for Rallycross. I mean, you feel like you're going to have to adapt your driving style to these tracks being a little more European-ish? Absolutely. This is, uh, well, one of the coolest parts about ARX is they're really working hard
10: at putting permanent tracks in all over the country. So the dirt section, they're going to be, it's going to be settled in dirt that's, that actually has a foundation to it. GRC, when they were building the, the, the permanent looking temporary tracks, it, it made it tough to, to get stuff like with the, with the qualities that a permanent facility would have. Yeah. Um, the, the Coda track, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Uh, it's a work in progress for sure. We got uh, got a first race this week and see how it goes. And I'm sure there'll be some, some changes and improvements made on it. Just like we do with the race cars, right? Every time we, every time we go run them, we learn something. I'm sure we're going to learn a lot about this track this weekend. And, Thankfully, we have a second door that we're going to come back later on this year with the World World Rally Cross of the the Americas in September.
2: Yeah, well, and here's the question: I mean, you you've known Ken, you've been friends with KB for for years, right? I mean, you've known him since at least you got into to you know GRC years ago. Um, but you know, working side by side with him and, you know, and he's got this whole marketing machine and Hoonigan and things like that. I mean, what do you been able to as a driver and a guy like, I mean, you're like me, you you're a blue collar racer. I call it, you know, we, we got to go out we got to sell sponsorship. It's all about marketing and giving people ROI. We're not independently wealthy. We just can't write checks to go racing. I mean, what do you been able to take away so far from this relationship with Ken and and this whole media machine that he's got? (laughs) Well, first and foremost, the the most amazing part of this whole thing that just absolutely shocked me
10: is how engaged he is. Like he is involved in every single aspect uh, of the program. Um, we're in Toda doing doing photography stuff, doing a little bit of a of a launch promo, and it blew my mind. Ken Ken was the guy making the decisions. He was the guy talking about where we wanted the photos done and what angles and so on and so forth. And he was correcting the guys. that already had the whole plan put in place. So. <laughs> So it was pretty wild, and then we got testing. He's 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 definitely it shows why he's been so successful in everything he does, and shows why he's been he's been able to push the limits so much in all the Gymkhana videos and Terracon and everything he does. From from that standpoint, he's his attention to details incredible, and I think with with all my racing experience and everything that I've been able to race through the years, coupled with his 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 experience on, especially on the marketing side, and his his talent as a driver, tear this stuff up. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Hopefully sooner than later. And we're gonna we're going have some some learning experiences. due and probably experience some growing pains. But it's uh it's,
2: it's going to be a good deal. I I am so
10: freaking pumped about it. It's stupid.
2: Yeah. Well, I got to ask you. So. This time last year were you more excited about the start of GRC season or are you more excited about the start of ARX cuz I know your off season has been at one point I think you were you know you were headed to the white padded room uh, <laughs> this off season I mean uh how you feeling now compared to last <laughs> well, year buddy I mean every off is like
10: that's every off season for guys like us. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much heading to the white padded room on a regular basis. It seems like, but uh, I'm I'm good. I'm good. You know, you want to know it's stupid? The, the most I am so excited. Like first off, to have all of our partners come back and and this is a it was a risk for them, right? It's a new series, a short schedule, all that. We have especially with Enios. Enios has been with us from the get go. They took yeah. a chance when we when we first started this team and. And now it's a new series, only four races, and the best thing for them to do is just take a take a year off and wait and see what happens. But they jumped right back on board with us and I, I can't thank them enough, so that's pretty exciting. All the hoonigan stuff and all that. But you wanna know what's crazy? We're so we're racing in Austin, Texas in the middle of July, right? Like if we <laughs> if there is a hotter place in the country, I'd be shocked to find it. And I got this new Alpine stars suit. I've never had a a suit like this before and I'm sitting there sitting on the front stretch at Coda last week taking pictures and I've got this breeze going through that thing and I've finally had this race suit that like breeze and I'm comfortable in and I never knew how bad things were before until I've had a suit like this. It's
2: mind blowing <laughs> So the one takeaway from the it is. That, it like, it, it, It's like built in gold bond. Like, uh. it is unreal. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to have to note to self. I'm uh, <laughs> Note to self, man. Uh, I need to get I'm on double. Steve Arpin's uh, driving suit program, right? Especially here in the desert because we sweat our ass I'm off so 90% of the time. <laughs> There is
10: some ventilation areas
2: in there that you have never dreamt of before. I'm just gonna, I'll, we'll leave it at that. you got to try one. <laughs> uh, that, that is on the bucket list now, buddy. <laughs> the things I didn't know I needed until we have Steve Arpin on the radio show. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to call in, buddy. Uh, good luck this weekend at ARX. I know uh, I'll be out there at the second round at CODA, uh, the, the WRX round, the end of September. So, uh, looking forward to catching up with you, but uh, good luck, man. I appreciate it, my friend. Hopefully we'll uh, hopefully we'll do something big this weekend and give you a reason to have us back on next week. You know it, you win, you're back on next week. That's the way this deal rolls, buddy.
10: Sounds good. And if I don't win, I'll probably just do something stupid enough that you'll have to find a reason to talk to me anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's
2: it. If you if you can't be the news, make the news. <laughs> All right. That's right. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. Uh, All yeah, right. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right, take care. All right, that was Steve Arpin, and uh, we will be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. But you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs. I'm
3: Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet.
4: What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet.
2: It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3 from General Tire. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressive styling with the Down and Dirty Radio Show since 2012. Hey, this is Jim Beaver, host of the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Getting down and dirty on the racetrack is all fun and games until it's time to get the dirt off. I know it all too well, which is why i partnered with MotoShield Pro, the leaders in nanotechnology solutions on the racetrack and in-off-road to combat mud and dirt buildup on my vehicles. MotoShield Pro keeps us from taking unnecessary damage and spending extra energy on cleaning. No matter the weather or the surface, having proper protection on all my vehicles saves me plenty of reprep time in a sport where every second counts. Prep your vehicle like a pro. Learn more at motoshieldpro.com.
6: Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com slash rally.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
2: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, Jim Beaver here, waiting on Andrew Carlson to uh, to phone in to the show. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a big event for him coming up there at uh, Lucas, um, there at uh, ERX Motor Park. Midwest Short Course League is home track. His uh, family uh, actually owns, uh, has their facility there at uh, ERX. Amazing, amazing first-class race facility. Um, but it uh, looks like we've got uh, Andrew calling in right now. Um, welcome to the show, Andrew Carlson. How's everything going, my friend?
11: Good. How
2: are you guys doing? Doing well, buddy, man. Uh, just getting ready, uh, getting ready to uh, hop a plane to, uh, to I guess out to ERX here come Thursday. But uh, you're already there. How's uh, I know the weather's looking pretty rainy for Minnesota most of the week, though, right? Yeah,
3: it's been sprinkling a little bit today, but uh, the good news is the track holds water really well, and uh, it's been a little dry, so it should soak up really well, and uh, it should make for, make for a good track.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, this one, I know, uh, you know, we got a lot to talk about in this segment, but I know, I I don't know if a lot of listeners know, I mean, people I think in the know do, but uh, I mean, ERX, this isn't just your home track. I mean, this is kind of, this is like your track, right? I mean, uh, how is it to have a national, you know, an event of this caliber being like, literally, I, I don't know if I can even say in your backyard, like it is your backyard. I mean, you know, how is that for, for a guy like you to have an event, like come to your home? I mean, this is, this is pretty big for you guys.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool to have, you know, this facility right in the backyard and it to be a big part of it. Uh, it's definitely a big undertaking and it takes a lot of people and a good crew and uh, a lot of organization, but, um, on race day, especially if, if I got a good race going and, uh, we do well, it, it totally is worth it. It's, uh, it's really fun. And, and we, we want to get back to the sport and, and help grow the thing and develop it. And, uh, you know, we have a good spot to do that. So, um, yeah, just, it's, uh, it's a total family deal and we just love racing. So it's, it's cool to to have the track here and, uh, yeah, just get to get to give our crack at, at what we think a, a racetrack should be.
2: Yeah. Well, and here's a question. I know we've had you on air in the past, but, you know, and, and you've kind of, you know, moved on from the snowcross career. But here's a question because I always like I know I've talked with Levi Lavallee and, and he's talked about, you know, potentially wanting to, you know, do a little off road at some point. And like, you know, like everybody, it seems like, you, you know, you leave snowcross and you got to graduate into something. I mean, what, what was a gateway for you to like off road short course? I mean, you know, and it wasn't one of those where, I mean, you kind of had one year where you I think you one or two years where you crossed over and then it was just like, boom, I'm full time off road because i think you could still be you know really competitive on a sled and you were just like nope we're going to concentrate fully on off-road but i mean what was the gateway what was the draw from you being a snow cross race to like hey i think we're going to go over to off-road full time
3: yeah so i've always uh watched you know like lucas oil stuff on tv growing up and uh just thought it was super cool didn't really ever see myself doing it i would like to but um you know i went to a few races and. We just really hooked on it and uh, started riding for Polaris in the winter, and uh, we were having some UTV races out at ERX and um, started doing tear cross and stuff like that. And um, it just it was something I really fell in love with. I had uh, I, I kind of naturally just fit really well in the in the four wheel, um, and yeah, just something. I thought it was really cool, and we started doing some u t v s at some of the torque races and uh stuff like that, and eventually rented a pro light and uh it's kind of all history from there, but that's just it's kind of um always fit my skill set, you know how I've been in snowcross i've I've been more of a calculated driver, which on some tracks it can hurt me, and you know some can help, but coming into the four wheel, I feel like it really helps me, and it uh you know just the way. The way I race, it it fits me well, and uh, I I really have a fun time doing it. And uh, I get, honestly, I get a bigger rush out of doing it. Um, you know, I've been racing snowmobiles since I was four years old, and it it takes a lot for me to be like, oh wow, like that's that was something that got my heart racing. And not that it's not exciting or not extreme. It's just I've been so used to it, and I've always been doing it. And I can get in the truck and just, you know, I can be giddy in that thing pretty easy. It doesn't take too much. So um, just super fun. And uh there's just, it's like the power, the power in those things is unreal. So just that, you know, being in racing and having uh, someone 900 horse, it's uh, you don't have to twist my arm too hard yeah. to get me in there. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I know too, like, you know, and, and, you know, I was talking to Levi a while back and this was just him and I talking, but he was saying one of the big things about snow and uh, you know, I give you and, and everybody that races snow cross a lot of credit. And even like Jolene went and did a couple of things with the Catoos uh, last year. And she told me, she's like, I wasn't ready for that. Like, the physical fitness level that you have to have, you know, and the training and the laps that you have to do on the practice track. I don't think people understand the level that you have to to be competitive in snowcross, you know. And I got I got a feeling, I mean, I know off-road is you, you know, you still have to put in the time, but it's not quite, you know, at that commitment level that you have to, to I think to be competitive at snowcross. Am I right or wrong?
3: Oh, you're right. You're right on there. I mean, it there's dudes doing it full-time that's all they do and to be competitive you have to be doing it too so i mean especially at the pro open level like the i raced three years in that and at the end i mean that i i got a college degree while i was doing it and um you know was blessed to be able to have racing put me through college and and have the opportunity where i could do that but it's like, man, if I ever want to use this education, you know, in the next couple of years, uh, I'm going to have to find something else. Cause it's just, and then, you know, on the body too, I've had four knee surgeries and been banged up and I limp like an old man and I'm only 25. So <laughs> it's just, it was a, a choice I made. I'm married now. I got a kid on the way. And it's just something, uh, just a transition I, I chose that I wanted to do. And I, I still love snow cross, you know, it, that's kind of, That'll be my, always my first, uh, my first love kind of deal in racing. And, uh, you know, I, I still have to, I still race in the winter, just not at the same level. And I do more like the distance racing. So kind of like the desert racing and and the razors and stuff like that, but just on sleds. So still have a lot of fun and and still riding sleds, but, um, definitely focused on the trucks. And, uh, I know my family thinks it's a little safer and, um, you know, you, you still get beat up and I still, know my chiropractor pretty well and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't been, uh, been to the doctor quite as much, knock on wood, but, um, yeah, it's just a little easier on the body and, um, I can still get that rush. Like I said earlier and, um, yeah, but still huge props to all the guys that are doing the snow cross. It's not easy. And, um, you know, just the commitment level you have to have and, and, it's a full-time deal and to do it right. And to not be getting hurt, you got to be fully prepared and you got to have a lot of laps on the sleds and a, a big crew behind you. And um, yeah. So I think like that side of it, the the team aspect, I feel like it helps us in, in the off road because I've worked with a lot of mechanics and like vehicle setups is, is really huge in, in snow cross. So it's kind of it's like, I haven't raced off road, for that long and I don't have the experience. A lot of these other guys do, but I have raced a lot in my day, you know, like especially jumping and stuff like that. I feel super comfortable doing it in the truck because I can, there's a lot of that that I can transfer over and just try to apply it to four wheels and and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it's been a, a fun transition.
2: Well, I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, I think they think, you know, in an off-road truck, once you jump, you're just there for the ride. And I don't think people realize there's actually a lot you can do in the air and, you know, just like on a sled where you can, you know, control, you know, the nose and, and, you know, in the back of the truck and, you know, that way you can kind of land it proper. And I I, I think people don't realize that you can actually do that in an off-road truck. And I'm sure like, you know, everything you've done on a sled, you know, and jumping and things like that and know how to land smooth. I mean, that transitions over, you just have to go about it a different way to get the truck to dock but you can still make those changes in the air
3: oh absolutely and and a big part of it is too you can always do it in the air but if you do it right off of the face you won't have to so a lot of it i just picture myself sitting down on the sled if i was strapped to the sled and i hit the face of this what's it going to do and it's almost like that's the stuff that makes you hesitate is when you don't know what the vehicle is going to do when you hit stuff yeah and um like i understand like that's the biggest learning curve even getting in like a pro light versus a pro two or whatever um they all react a little bit differently but if i have somewhat of a knowledge like you know hit it on dirt bike or anything they're they're all gonna do a very similar thing like if you hit a, a one foot long bump wide open on a 450 it's gonna buck you it's the same thing in the truck you know you can scale it up a little bit and you know if it's half the size of your wheelbase the thing's gonna jump weird or it's gonna do this or that so just applying a lot of those rules. And, um, you know, I think I've done a, a a good job of that, like applying seat time. I have in other vehicles into off-road and it, it's not a one for one, but for sure it's not hurting me. Like I'm getting some benefit out of it. You know, I don't have as many laps in a pro two or whatever as a lot of the guys. But, um, I think whether it's false confidence or not, it's definitely something that gives me peace of
2: mind. Yeah. So, uh, talking about this year, we got a couple minutes left, but uh, Pro Two and Pro Four, man, how is that jumping back and forth between the two trucks and you know committing to to running you know for both a Pro Two and a Pro Four championship, man? It makes you extra busy on race days. Oh, it's awesome. That's
3: that's how I like to do it. And uh, I was going to race the RS One this year if I didn't do the Pro Four, and then the Pro Four deal came up. So I'm like, oh, I'll uh, I'll just focus on those two for now, but. Um I did it last year, and I really like it. you know, I, I grew up in Snowcross. I'd run four different classes as I was coming up, and it's like I just like being busy on Race Day and being on the track a lot and, and you know seeing how the track progresses and stuff like that. So um, I feel like it's a it's a fun challenge for me, and the Pro four is awesome. So last year I raced the pro the Pro light, and as soon as I got on the pro two, I'm like, man, this thing's a little doggy, I could use some more power. And so I thought the Pro 2 is like dialed, you know, super, super fun and all that. And now I'm like in the Pro 4, I'm like, man, I'm just going to keep the Pro 2 rug now. I got, you know, a lot more power in the Pro 4 and, and uh like figuring out how to use it. It's cool. I think it, it definitely helps me going back into the Pro 2 because it's not something that will spook me as easy and stuff like that because I'm used to 150, 200 horse more and, and uh and stuff like that. But the trucks handled very similar. Like at Crandom I I mean that's really the only other time I've driven it, but um just it wasn't as big of a tr- uh, transition as I thought it would be. You know, I kinda hopped in one and it felt very similar, just four wheel drive. Just uh just don't counter steer, that's about it.
2: Yeah. So uh what's it gonna take this weekend uh there at ERX for you to uh to put uh, Pro two and Pro Four on top of the box, buddy? Uh just have consistent to consistent runs. I feel like, uh,
3: we have the speed and like at Crandon, uh, in the pro two, the one day we had a, a steering issue and stuff like that. Um, just keeping it off the wall, keeping it clean. And, uh, I think if we can just keep it on the track and get some solid laps in, I feel like, uh, the results will come. So, um, but pro four, definitely going to be just having to learn on the fly. I don't have limited, uh, see time in the truck, but, uh, Dreams are helping me out a bit, and uh, I feel confident, you know. And if there is a, a place I want to race, it's here. So I'm, I'm super happy if, uh, we got a race here at the home track and can't wait to get that Pro 4 out there.
2: All right. Well, I appreciate the time, Andrew. Uh, uh, best of luck this weekend. Uh, I'm just stoked I get to go back there and call the fun, and uh, we'll, I guess we'll see you Thursday night, buddy. Awesome. Sounds good, Jim. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Take it easy, buddy. All right. That was Andrew Carlson. Uh, he is uh, racing Midwest short course league this weekend at, uh, Lucas, uh, well, I guess at ERX motor park there in elk river, Minnesota, definitely head on out. If you, uh, uh, if you're in the Minnesota area, um, you know, I guess Wisconsin, South Dakota, I don't care. Make the trip over there. It's definitely going to, uh, definitely going to be worth, uh, worth your trip to go and watch the racing fun there at ERX motor park. Amazing facility. I've been there quite a few times for razors and snow bike stuff and, uh, uh just an amazing, amazing place. So make your way out there. If not, uh, You can tune in at lucasoiltv.com, watch the the live stream, and uh, I guess hear my commentary and watch uh, Andrew Race. But uh, we'll be back after this on the Down or Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
14: You're
1: listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler.
2: All right, and we are back, uh, kind of capping off our number one here. Uh, Fun hour number one. Steve Arpin, Andrew Carlson, talk some Summerfest, Travis Pastrana. A lot of fun, a lot of shenanigans, and... uh, um, yeah, I can't think you can ask for much more out of an hour of radio, uh, hour number two coming up. We got uh, street bike, Tommy, uh, Colin Braun, your IMSA winner, um, for core auto sports are on them continental tires. Um, so, uh, yeah, going to be a good hour. Number two, we're going to be talking some ARX, uh, NHRA, Redbud, IndyCar. I don't know. we got a lot to talk about today. We took a week off. That's what happens when you take a week off. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you uh, want more out of uh, the down and dirty radio show, or uh, you want more out of Project Action, my other podcast, uh, easiest way to do it, go to downanddirtyshow.com. My boy Chris Leone, he is pumping out all kinds of rad content, uh, motorsports articles, uh, racing articles, um, you know, we've got TV airing times, um, any kind of news, anything that you need to know in the world of motorsports, we're dropping it at downanddirtyshow.com. Not only that, but you can find all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show and Project Action there as well, so... Um, you know, good content. If you haven't checked out the website in a while, I know a lot of you just tune in. You may be listening, uh, you know, nationally or, uh, on iTunes. Uh, you know, you don't make it your way over to the website. It's worth going to down and dirty checking it out. And uh, as always at Jim Beaver 15 on all forms of social media, please join our Facebook group. It's facebookgroups.com slash, uh, um, Jim Beaver 15, I believe. So, um, yeah, join our Facebook group and, uh, uh, subscribe on iTunes. If you haven't already, it's, uh, um, you know, it's easy. It's the easiest way to get the show. It's beamed right to your phone every single week. When we got a new episode drop of both down and dirty show and project action, you'll have to subscribe to them both. But, uh, uh, when you do that, leave a rating or review as well. And, uh, I'll follow you back on social media. When I see those, if you leave your Twitter, Instagram at username in the body of the review. So, um, thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to, uh, I guess cap off our number one here. We got Colin Braun, street bike, Tommy on the line, uh, our number two, uh, after, uh, after this, uh, break. So, Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
1: You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler.
15: Can't get enough of your team? SB Nation's 300-team regional and sports-centric communities are built just for you. Join your fellow fans at SBNation.com for all the best sports news. SBNation.com, your team, Your community.
10: USA
16: Radio News. President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump arrived at Windsor Castle for a social visit with Queen Elizabeth II. Earlier today, President Trump did hold a press conference with British Prime Minister Theresa May. Special Counsel Robert Mueller indicted 12 Russians today and accused them of hacking into the DNC to sabotage the 2016 presidential election. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein spoke a short time ago in Washington.
10: According to the allegations in the indictment, the defendants worked for two units of the main intelligence directorate of the Russian general staff, known as the GRU. The units engaged in active cyber operations to interfere in the 2016 presidential election. There was one unit that engaged in active cyber operations by stealing information and a different unit that was responsible for disseminating the stolen information.
16: Rosenstein did point out that the vote count was not affected by the hacking. This is USA Radio News.
5: When working at a growing business, you wear many hats. The new business hat, the buying toner for the copy machine hat, the sifting through tons of resumes hat, You can throw away that last hat thanks to Indeed.com. When posting your job, Indeed lets you add screener questions that give you a less time-consuming route to your short list of qualified candidates. So go ahead, dust off that extra-long lunch hat. Hiring's better when you've got your short list. Save time on hiring when you post a job on Indeed. Get started today at Indeed.com slash hire. I'm Captain Obvious, and Hotels.com rewards me basically everywhere I stay. Hey, so why am I outside my beachfront suite, aimlessly leading a 40 guest conga through the streets of Myrtle Beach? Hey, because Hotels.com lets me do me. Hey, and because once you start a conga, apparently it's impossible to stop. Hey, (laughs) I have no idea where I'm leading these people.
16: Hey, Hotels.com. You do you and get rewarded. An Illinois woman who was harassed by a man for wearing a shirt with a Puerto Rico flag on it says she feared for her safety. Here's more from USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes.
1: In an interview posted on the Puerto Rican Cultural Center's website, Mia Iazari says she became fearful when Timothy Tribus yelled at her last month at the Cook
8: County Forest Preserve.
7: Right before I grabbed my phone, he actually stood on top of one of the benches of the table. He actually got on top of it and was pointing at me like, why are you wearing that? That's when the fear kind of kicked
1: in. Tribus now facing hate crime charges in connection with that incident, and the police officer who was seen on video appearing to ignore the woman's calls for help resigned his position on Wednesday. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes.
16: In a new report, taxpayers paid over $340,000 for former Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price to fly charter instead of looking for cheaper options. This is USA Radio News.
15: Hey, Charlie Jones here. I've been sleeping on a MyPillow now for 10 weeks, and I'm telling you, my sleep has improved dramatically. So what are you waiting for? Jump on board and start experiencing the kind of restorative sleep you need in your life. And if you're waiting for a better offer, your wait is over, because MyPillow just brought back their best offer ever. It's their buy one, get one free special. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the buy one, get one free special, use my code USA, and get one free pillow when you buy one at regular price. That's MyPillow.com. Click on the buy one, get one free special, and enter promo code USA.
8: There were a
16: lot of headlines during Peter Strzok's testimony yesterday, but one of the most notable comments made was by Congressman Steve Cohen. He's a Democrat from Tennessee. Let's take a listen to what he said.
13: If I could give you a Purple Heart, I would. You deserve one. It's astonishing to me that you would be put on trial as you have today. Joey Jones is a veteran who lost his
16: legs in Iraq and received a Purple Heart. He talks about what it means for a congressman to say we should give one to struck. This one hits close to home. There were a lot of things said yesterday that made me roll my eyes in the back of my head, but this was the one thing that got my temper up quite a bit. You know, I've got a friend that lost half of his left arm and some of his organs to a landmine in Cambodia, and he didn't get a Purple Heart. A Purple Heart is a very specific award, and it, and you earn that award by putting your life and your body on the line for the freedoms and people in this country and being called to task on that by the enemy. Uh, so you have to specifically be in injured by an enemy of the state to earn a Purple Heart. So what this congressman did, and he probably doesn't even understand it, is he equated Republicans or the, uh, the, the actual looking for truth to an enemy attacking this man. Um, so it's pretty disgraceful and probably the stupidest thing someone said since Hank Johnson thought Guam might flip over. That audio, courtesy of Fox News. And today, this Friday the 13th, don't forget, it's National French Friday. Many fast food joints and burger joints across the country offering free fries. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg.
0: Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. up to 45 percent on dish tv packages today these are limited time offers and can change at any time call fast 800-405-2561 800-405-2561 800-405-2561 that's 800-405-2561
1: thanks for tuning in to the down and dirty radio show available live online in syndication on networks across the U S and available internationally on the American forces network.
2: All right. And we are back kicking off hour number two here on the down and dirty radio show powered by Polaris razor. I am Jim Beaver. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, uh, each and every week. Uh, Much appreciated, keeping us up there in the top of the charts as far as racing and radio goes. Um, But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, we got this uh, nice little quick segment that opens up hour number two. uh, Kind of, you know, I guess forward-looking. I don't know what we're supposed to do with three minutes of airtime. But, uh, uh, yeah, coming up this hour, we've got uh, Colin Braun, uh, your IMSA winner in uh, in the prototype division um, for Core Autosport there. uh, Racing on Continental Tires, he'll be calling in. And then we've got uh, Street Bike Tommy. Uh, My boy Street Bike Tommy, he was on the ground floor um, there at uh, Travis Pastrana's uh, Evil Live event where Travis Pastrana... um uh, did it recreated three of evil Knievel's jumps. Uh, so Tommy, he's going to be calling in here in hour number two as well. So, uh, uh, going to be a good time. Anytime Tommy's on air, it's great. We'll probably talk some barbecue too. That boy, he's got some good recipes. Um, but, uh, street bike, Tommy Colin Braun, they're coming up. Um, but uh, yeah, I gotta, gotta make a big announcement for my friends at the off-road motorsports hall of fame. Hopefully you are following them on social media. If you're listening to this show, obviously, you know, I'm an off-road racer and, uh, off-road hall of fame near and dear to my heart. Um, I actually just became a, a sponsor of the Off-Road Hall of Fame this year. So, I don't know if you guys are on their newsletter. It's actually one of the few motorsports newsletters that is worth it, right? Uh, mine is one that you should be subscribing to. I'd say the Racer newsletter, Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame newsletter. Uh, those are three solid ones that I get, and I actually, I actually read. Um, but uh, off Hall of Fame, uh, their big day is tomorrow, uh, one of their biggest days of the year, uh, because this is when they announce their Inductees uh, for 2018. So the class of 2018 for the Off Road Motorsports Hall of Fame that will be announced tomorrow. Uh, morning so if you're listening nationally it's already been announced but if you're listening online uh, it's tomorrow Wednesday uh, the 11th July 11th so uh, um, the inductees the class of 2018 going to be announced tomorrow I'm excited this is uh, one of those big ones uh, uh, you know I always look forward to every every year you know it's like who's gonna get in there's so many amazing people that uh, should be in but uh, uh, you know they only let a handful each and every year so looking forward to that so those announcements coming tomorrow uh, I'll definitely uh, be sharing on social media, and we'll be talking about it next week. Maybe we'll get one of the inductees on air as well. But uh, that coming up uh, tomorrow. So be looking for that. And uh, we're going to take a short break. Come back uh, talking some ARX here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. So when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable, and safest, and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris in their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP1000 Fox Edition Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup of Polaris.com. Or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with a down-and-dirty radio show since
6: 2012.
2: 15% 15% discount.
1: Come to the island and rip it up this summer. Wakeboard Island. It's a skate park on water at Blue Water Resort and Casino. Check out the two-tower cable system that pulls you and your board over the water. No boats to watch out for. No fumes. Wakeboard Island is open to all skill levels with an open center section for beginners. And for trick riders, a double side kicker in a 60-foot flat box. Wakeboard Island. The best ride this side of the Rockies. Adjacent to the River's Edge Cantina at Blue Water Resort and Casino. On the Colorado River in Parker, Arizona. Want the latest from Jim Beaver and Amy Hood? Follow at Jim Beaver15 and at Amy Hood71 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
2: Alright, alright, alright. We are back here in hour number two. Next segment we got Colin Braun. After that, it is my boy SBT that is street by Tommy. Uh, right now we are gonna talk um, I don't know, a little ARX and uh, I don't know, a little uh little of everything, but before we do, um, I want to talk to you guys about uh, our friends at uh, GenuinePolarisParts.com and Polaris Razors. And you know, one thing that Polaris prides themselves on is the durability and reliability of their off-road vehicles. While these machines are dependable as anything in the industry, things happen that leave you in need of replacement parts for your favorite toy. You're a do-it-yourselfer and want the exact parts that have taken you this far. GenuinePolarisParts.com is your go-to online retailer for genuine OEM, Original Manufactured Parts and Accessories. Their step-by-step ordering process allows you to ensure you are getting the right parts for your Polaris off-road vehicle. GenuinePolarisParts.com makes it easy and stress-free by having all the diagrams associated with a year, make, and model of your unit. Once you narrow down your search, you'll see a list of diagrams that visually uh, let you see the parts that you need to be replaced, which eliminates the headaches of second-guessing your part or trying to explain which part you need over-the-counter at the g- dealership. Go to GenuinePolarisParts.com. Jim Beaver and you'll be able to take advantage of a special offer that's exclusive to the listeners of this show. Again, it's genuine com slash Jim Beaver. Get your parts delivered directly to your doorsteps with genuine dot com. And um yeah, so uh, ARX, Dirtfish ARX at Coda. I should say Dirtfish ARX at Coda. Man, I am failing as a brand ambassador for Dirtfish, uh, uh, leaving that out. whoo, shame on me. Shame on me. Sorry, Dirtfish, but uh, thank you guys for having me up there in Seattle this past week. Had an amazing time there. Um, yeah, just saying, if you guys haven't ever been to Dirtfish, you are missing out on an epic, epic good time. Um but uh, yeah, looking at uh, this field, obviously, uh, um, big news. Dirtfish making an announcement uh, that they've got uh, a—I a, was going to say a trio, but a quadro. How do you say four? Um, Quint—you know, quintuple is five. Quad—a quad team, a quad squad. We're going to call it the Dirtfish Quad Squad. Um, that's what I'm rolling with. Dirtfish Quad Squad of <laughs> drivers uh, for this year. They're four, they're fielding four drivers in uh, in ARX this year. Uh, you know, veterans Connor Martell and James Rimmer. Uh, you know them, my Dirtfish Rally teammates. But we're bringing in Scott Anderson and new to the sport, Fraser McConnell from Jamaica. So a uh, four car team, the Dirtfish Quad Squad, as we are going to call it. going to attack Coda uh, this coming weekend in uh, the lights class. And then uh, looking at Supercar, I haven't seen the final entry list, but, um, um, you know, obviously you've got uh, Patrick Sandell, you know, Scott Speed, Chris Atko, Tanner Faust, um, Liam Doran. He raced the uh, UK event. Looks like he's going to run full-time here, um, which is going to be exciting. Ken Block is back. uh, Steve Arpin. Um, which are awesome, and I don't know that that like kind of revolving third Subaru seat. What's happening? I know David Higgins raced when they had the UK event. Uh, it sounds like Mister TP one ninety nine Travis Pastrana. He's going to be racing. Uh, um, he's going to be racing this weekend. Um, you know, at Code I believe. So I don't know. Just looking, uh, you know, at this list of uh, you know, there's veterans like Andy Scott. You know, I don't know if you guys remember Andy Scott, but he raced in uh in GRC, and we're talking way back in. In the beginning like the oh he's an OG uh GRC racer Andy Scott is uh Timo uh Schneider or um you know we got a you know Renee Munich um uh, there's a lot of different drivers that we don't normally see here in the states that I believe are going to run the series. Probably part of it is is the investment financially to run it because it's such a short short season this year. It makes it feasible for these guys to come and do it. So um, I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to uh, to watch there at ARX and. I haven't seen the Rallycross track yet, uh, for Dirtfish Air Xakota, but uh, the way it sounds like from Mr. Arpin they're actually uh you know laying down some uh laying down some tarmac and some dirt and they're making it a permanent facility, which uh I've long thought uh, needs to happen here in in the, in the United States, you know. Um that's one thing with GRC that I didn't agree with. You know, I it's it's okay to have occasionally, you know, a track run uh, you know, that you build. Uh, you know, Obviously, IndyCar does it. You know, Long Beach Grand Prix, that's not a purpose-built facility. That's there. They run a street course. You do that a few times, but you also need a good mix of permanent facilities. It helps build your fan base. Um, You know, people can count on it. You have it just about the same weekend every year. It's the same place, the same track. The drivers know the corners. The fans do. The fans know when to show up. They know what they're going to get when they show up. Um, You know, and I've always thought for Rallycross to succeed – In the United States, you need those facilities. And this isn't a European thing. This is just facts, right? You have to have them for it to be successful. And that's one thing that I think uh, GRC failed at was they built these permanent built or these basically uh, uh, temporary structures. It cost a massive amount of money to do it every single event and every single year. But um, it, it was always a change. The dates always changed. Um, you know, the local fan base is like in Vegas, you know, you had people go out to the event, you know, three, four years in a row. And then all of a sudden, Oh, it's gone. You know, those fans, like, where do they go? Right. Um, they, if you're in Las Vegas, you find a different form of motorsport. But, uh, uh, it's one thing I could say about short course off road. That's done really well. Outdoor motocross, same thing, right? There's permanent built facilities. People go to, they can count on the weekends, like Redbud this last weekend, one of the biggest motocross events of the year. And it's on the same weekend every year. People know what to expect. They know it's going to be an epic good time. Cranon is one. Cranon, Labor Day, People bank on that. They've been doing it for almost 50 years, and they plan it into their year. You have to be able to do that, and uh, GRC never was. ARX is trying to do that, and I think that is the first step into making Rallycross successfully work here in the United States, and I applaud ARX for that. Um, It's something that's needed to happen uh, for a long, long time. So I am very, very excited about uh, Dirtfish ARX at COTA. Obviously, we had the event at Silverstone. Um, You know That that was a WRX or an RX around – Um, you know, that they piggybacked, um, you know, that's not going to be a good judge of things. You know, they're going to be running at Troy river in Quebec. Um, that'll be, uh, you know, that'll be awesome to watch, you know, especially, uh, you know, it's a great track there. Um, I, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's European rally cross caliber track, but it's a solid track. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, you've got the, uh, two rounds of Coda that are going to be great. Uh, they're going to be doing something as Steve Arpin mentioned. I haven't seen the press release. so I didn't know it was out in the while, but if Arpin said it on the show, we're allowed to talk about it. Um, but, uh, he, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, Nitro Circus, you know, that, that puts this new series in front of a lot of eyeballs. Um, even if the track isn't 100%, it puts these drivers on national TV in front of a ton of eyeballs. And I think that is going to be, uh, that's going to be really special for this and to help build the fan base, you know, and it's getting people to attach to these personalities and things like that. So, and I think it's actually going to bring in a lot of drivers and teams, you know, when, and when, you know, X games and GRC parted ways, GRC was already established, um, so it was okay. They already, you know, but I think with uh, this new ARX, this gives them their Super Bowl event, right? And, uh, you know, I think every every series, every form of sport needs that Super Bowl caliber event. IndyCar has the Indy 500, NASCAR has the Daytona 500. You know, NHRA, they've got uh, the event there in Indianapolis. It's their big one. You know, there's a few big NHRA events, but, um, you know, off road, it's got Cranon, we've got the Men 400, the Baja 1000. Um, you know, you've got to have those Super Bowl caliber events and, uh, you know, at least one a year. And this this gives ARX as a new series a Super Bowl caliber event right out of the box. And uh, I don't think, uh, uh, you know, I don't think you can ask for much more. That's, uh, to me, that's that's epic. Um, you know, so props to ARX for that. Nitro for uh, opening them with open arms. Obviously, I'm sure Pastrana had a lot to do with it, so you got to tip the cap to Mr. T.P., um, you know, on what he was able to accomplish there, but uh, um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, this is, um, you know, this is this is a new form of rallycross for the United States. It's not GRC. It's going to be different. Some of the same personalities. Um, but, uh, I'm optimistic. Um, you know, I want a GRC to succeed. I want ARX to succeed as well. So, uh, looking forward to what's to come this weekend. Dirtfish ARX at Coda. Um, uh, that is happening. Obviously, Lucas Oil Short Course, Midwest Short Course League. That's happening as well. I will, uh, I'll be up there for that. So, uh, yeah, you can get your fill, um, with ARX and, uh, and Midwest Short Course League this weekend online, man. You, you better be tuning into that live stream. I don't know where ARX is going to be live streaming at yet, but I think it is going to be. So uh, definitely looking forward to uh, watching that and the TV broadcast when they come. So uh, we're going to take a short break. we come back. Colin Braun with Core Autosport. He is calling in to the show uh, to chat with us and talk about his big IMSA win and all that and more coming up uh, after the break on the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Powered by Polaris Razor. <laughs>
1: you're listening to the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor all killer and no filler
7: if you are age 85 or younger
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
2: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome uh, Colin Braun to the line with Core Autosport. He races on those Continental tires. we got to slide that in there, but uh, welcome to the show, Colin. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a while since we caught up. I think out there at Long Beach, you kind of showed me around your uh, prototype car there, but uh, that same prototype car just found its way to the top of the box. That has to make you feel really, really good about right now.
4: Oh, it does. I mean, getting on your win in Mossport last weekend in the IMSA Series uh, overall against all of the the big manufacturer cars and all that was was fantastic. I mean – you know, great effort by, uh, by the team, and, and um, you know, we had a lot of good speed the whole weekend. We were fast in practice, qualified on the pole, and, and won the race. So you don't get weekends like that too often.
2: No, and you know that's that's a statement right there. You don't get weekends that are just the Cinderella weekend very often, you know. And and you guys definitely had that. And I got to ask too. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a lot about your program and stuff like that in a minute. But you guys made the call, and, and, you know. And one thing about IMSA, you know, you, you've got to, you know, you and John raced together. You qualified. You got the pole. You know, what was the thinking? Because, you know, you started with him. You guys go to the back of the field, right? I mean, uh, you know, you, you know, when you made that call, I mean, did you think, like, hey, we're so fast, we think we can battle back? I mean, wh- what went into the thought process for that whole, you know, that whole decision, man? <laughs> wow, great question. Great question. It's tough, right? I mean, in, in the IMSA series,
4: the, uh, the driver that qualifies has to start the race. And if you want to change that starting driver, the penalty is you have to go to the back of the grid. And so we decided to, uh, you know, we thought we had a shot at the pole. We thought, hey, let's put, put me in. Let's try to go get the pole. And then we can sit and decide what's going to be the best strategy. These weekends are tough with when the caution flags come out, how the how the race sort of unfolds. And and we wanted to maximize our time of, of decision, basically. And so by doing that, we were able to sit there through, you know, the next day and kind of decide what we wanted to do, what our strategy was going to be and we kind of determined it was going to be better put john in take that penalty start at the back we thought the yellows would fall the way that actually they did fall this time and uh and it worked out really well our strategy was spot on perfect
2: yeah is that one of those you i mean you know going in it's like man this is a gamble we're either going to look like heroes or goats right now right (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Either a hero or zero, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it definitely worked out in your favor, man. Um, well, and, you know, talking about IMSA, I mean, you'd made mention, in, you know, earlier, you know, you guys going up against a big, you know, big manufacturer teams. I mean, Coral Autosport, I, you know, I've seen what you guys do. I mean, you guys are a first-class organization. But, um, you know, you, like you said, you're very much going to up against some juggernauts, you know, in prototype <laughs> racing. I mean, how is that for you guys approaching each and every weekend? No, oh, it's great. I mean, I think there's uh, some positives of being a
4: smaller operation like we are. We've got a really great team owner in John Bennett who I drive with. We've got a great group of guys. We are absolutely 100% all there for the same reason trying to win races where, you know, we don't have any inter-team politics. We don't have any influence from from a big manufacturer or pressures of, of being, uh, you know, working for a big manufacturer. I mean, we're just out there small group of guys trying to win races and do the best that we can. And so I think that, uh, you know, that gives us a little bit of an advantage. We don't have that pressure that a team Penske or or someone like that that has the pressures of having to perform has. And so um, we've been, you know, kind of the underdogs the whole year, but uh, it's definitely a fun spot and, and everyone roots for an underdog. So it's fun.
2: Yeah, well, and I never really thought about it, put it into perspective, but sometimes they say smaller is more efficient. And I I could see that in motorsport when you've got these big super teams. And like you said, I mean, there's so many different agendas going on, and it's a push and pull with those teams and, you know, things like that. And you guys don't have that. You just can show up to the race and concentrate, hey, we're going to put a fast car out there and we want to win, you know. And, uh, you know, a lot of that other stuff is just (laughs) backburnered, you know. Absolutely. That's one of the, uh, you know, one of the joys of our – of our little group. I mean, we're
4: just focused on trying to win races and whenever that needs to, to be done is, is done. And we, uh, we're fast or, you know, efficient on making changes and deciding, you know, things that need to be adjusted or, or tweaked in the team. I mean, we can make those decisions on the fly. We don't have to run it up the corporate ladder, so to speak.
2: Yeah, well, and you know, the thing about IMSA, and I want, here's a question, because you've been around the series a long time, and I, I compare, because I'm a you know, professional desert racer, I compare everything to off-road, right? And I know, like, you know, I've got my trophy truck, and it looks the same, but, like, if I'm going to the Baja 1000 or, say, Vegas Torino we've got coming up in two months, like, it, it looks the same, but it's a different truck than, say, if I run one of these short sprint races that, you know, I do, like, three twenty 20-mile loops. You guys on the IMSA side, I mean, you've got things like Daytona, where you're running for 24 hours, and then you, you've got some of these shootouts that are two hours long i mean you know what's the difference in the car when say you guys go to daytona versus you know one of these short sprint races man that's a great question and i totally get it on the dirt side the crazy
4: part about the imsa weather tech sports car series is we don't really have any differences i mean we go to the long races and we go to the short races we take the same car we have the same equipment um you know obviously we're putting less tires and fuel on the car during the race but that's what is just incredible about the technology and the race cars that we're racing is, you know, we can take that, that same car, we can go to Daytona and drive it absolutely flat out as hard as we can for 24 hours. And it's, you know, knock on wood, you know, eight nine out of 10 times or so reliable throughout that whole 24 hours. I mean the, the cars and the technology and the reliability has gotten to a point where it is just mind boggling how hard and how aggressive,
2: you can drive the cars and how they just don't ever seem to break. It's incredible. Yeah, that, that is nuts, you know, because I, I honestly, I was thinking, you know, I was like, ah, oh, there's got to be a lot of differences in the cars. You know, you guys, have, you know, you make changes depending on the, the venue. And obviously you do spring rates, things like that. But, you know, for the most part, that's it's kind of crazy that you guys show up with the same thing and, you know, you can go run 24 hours or run two hours and it's pretty much the same car. Like to me, that's rad. That says a lot about the technology that you guys have under the hood. It sure does, and I mean, you know, we
4: all heard the stories about the sports car drivers in the past talking about how they had to save the gearbox, save the brakes, save this, save that. I mean, now at the 24 hours of Daytona or the 12 hours of Sebring, we are just flat out start to finish. There's no saving anything. There's no managing the brakes or saving the gearbox. We're just wide open the whole
2: race as fast as we can go, and, and that's how competitive and how serious this, uh, this kind of racing has gotten. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, you know, and you've been around, you know, the sport of, you know, of road racing for quite a quite a while. I mean, I feel like IMSA right now is in such a good place. I mean, there was a there, there was a time period back there when there was a split and there was two different series. And I think the waters were kind of muddied or it was kind of muddy waters, you know, and it was like, you know, which side do you go on? Is it ALMS? Is it, you know, is it? Grand amp like I, I just feel like now like it's in a, such a healthy place and I see, you know, the teams are coming back and you know, and this is just outsider looking in, but I, I feel like, you know, what you guys are doing, I mean, it's it's such a high level now and I feel like the fan interest has really come back, you know, and I, I think it, it got lost there for a while, but I feel like, you know, a lot of the interest in sponsors, manufacturers, teams, like I, I feel like, you know, it's all come back now with IMSA and you guys are you know, the the sport as a whole is in a really good spot. Oh, I agree
4: 100%. I mean the, uh,
2: I think the the quality of the racing has gotten really good too.
4: I mean the exciting races, the multi-class aspect I think is one of the big attractions to me with an IMSA race because there's never really a dull moment. You've always got cars passing other cars. You've always got the unknown of how the race leader might catch traffic or how the race leader in the GT class might catch traffic wrong. And so that constantly changes the flow of the race and keeps it exciting and on the edge. And like you said, I mean, the manufacturer interest that we have uh, to help promote the series has been huge. The job Continental Tires has done to help promote the series and, and, you know, really put it in front of the fans has been huge. And I think uh, it's one of these series where, If you don't know about it and you haven't heard about it, maybe you're not interested. But as soon as you sit down and watch it and see what this is all about, I think it's, uh, you know, it hooks a lot of people right in.
2: Yeah. Well, how is it for you? I mean, you know, because obviously, you know, you're a professional race car driver, you know, and I think a lot of guys, you know, you look at, you know, some of the guys from IndyCar, you know, it's like they come, they say in the twilight of their careers, I hate using that term, but, you know, after they've accomplished everything they can in IndyCar and then they come to road racing, I mean, you're a guy who, you know, you've been there now, you know, you're there at the elite levels of road racing. I mean, you know, how do you see this thing 10, 15 years there, you know, because this is one of those where you logically could spend your whole career, you know, racing prototypes yeah absolutely i could i think um it's a you know for me it's a lot of
4: fun it's a great place to race it's it's you know fast cars i mean these cars in the lmp2 class dpi class i mean we're you know four or five seconds a lap slower than an indy car and that's it and and i mean you know we're pulling four g's in the corners in these cars they're incredibly fun to drive really fast and so uh i love driving the uh driving what i'm driving now and you know it's great seeing guys from other series come in and compete, and and I think all those guys have come in and really enjoyed it themselves. And and um, you know for me, I've done a lot of sports car racing. I did a brief you know four or five years stint doing NASCAR in the trucks and Xfinity level, and uh, enjoyed my time doing that. But and there is something about you know sports car racing that is just uh, just a blast.
2: Yeah, so, uh, you know, how, how does Core Autosport, you guys, you know, you know what the top of the box feels like now. I mean, how do you repeat that? There's a few rounds left this year. I mean, how do you repeat that, you know, again this year? Well, I think, um, you know, for us, we've got
4: yeah, a couple, couple races left. We've got a couple test days that we've saved. We're going to go test at these tracks coming up. I think that's going to be a big component to our success. Um, we're finally starting to understand this race car. We were new to the prototype class this year for core Auto Sport, and so learning how to you know get the car set up what it needs to be driven like and and how it changes over the course of a race and balance and all that is uh is huge and so putting all those pieces together kind of clicked for us here mid-season and i'm hoping that momentum carries us through here the last couple races
2: All right. Well, I appreciate the time, Colin. Uh, You know, much appreciated. I know you are out uh, testing some Ferraris today, it sounds like, so uh, we'll let you get back to that. But uh, uh, thanks for calling in. We'll definitely chat soon, buddy. Hey, man, can't wait. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Colin. All right. And that was Colin Braun with Core Autosport, uh, your IMSA prototype winner on the weekend. And we will be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor.
1: You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Lumber Liquidators Pro Plus team is the partner to call for all your professional flooring needs. Our job is to save you time and money on every project. With LL Pro Plus, you'll get flooring solutions designed for professionals, nationwide distribution, pro-exclusive offers, business line of credit, and more. LL Pro Plus. We're pros helping pros. No job is too large or too small. So put the flooring experts on your team, and let's get started. Visit your local Lumber Liquidators store or LumberLiquidators.com today.
15: Do you own or operate a small business? Are you an entrepreneur? Are you aware that we are now doing business in a never-before-seen economy? Have you found yourself struggling to get new clients? Are you still thinking about business the same ways that you always have? If you answered yes, that is likely the problem. The dynamic new book series by author Mike Driggers holds the business answers that you need to succeed in today's faster-paced new economy. The One Element, Volumes 1 to 4, cover candid conversations with visionary entrepreneurs and thought leaders like Mike Driggers, Mike Hayes, Forbes, Riley, and many, many more recognized authorities. Unless you can say that you are happy, I mean truly happy with your business in the new economy... It doesn't matter what you believe you're missing. The one element book series volumes one to four is where you'll find it. The one element. Oh,
9: oh.
16: Don't miss the 4th of July sale ending soon at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Stop in today and pick up 5 quarts of Mobile Super Synthetic Motor Oil for $19.95. Increase engine performance with Mobile Super Synthetic at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better
6: prices every day. Limit Supply, see store for details. Oh,
1: oh, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets?
1: catch all the back episodes of the down and dirty radio show on apple podcast and be sure to rate
2: review and subscribe welcome back to the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor like to welcome my next guest my favorite trash talking barbecue slinging street bike riding buddy street bike (laughs) tommy uh how was that for an intro buddy Hey, let me get some sound effects. Do the, do the... Uh, yeah. I was trying to. I was trying to get the Ric Flair thing going on. You know, Jet. You know, I was trying to, but I was trying to street bike Tommy. It. You know. So yeah. Woo. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta love Ric Flair. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll do it easy. All time great, man. Yeah, dude, that guy. Yeah, Yeah, I'm still the guy at 37 who watches pro wrestling every week. So, dude, I, I'm waving the hand up in the air <laughs> right now. So, uh, no, life well, is it, good. It man. means you're winning because everybody else surrendered. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. surrendered, but me. I still watch. It. I got my daughter hooked on that stuff now, dude. It's. <laughs> Oh it's
11: That's awesome. That's the way you keep it in the game.
2: Yeah. See that's, that's my that's my excuse. I watch Pro Wrestling, but I just tell her but I'm like, no, my daughter likes it I just I watch it with her, you know. <laughs> you get your kid hooked and then, <laughs> then it's like yeah, it's you, you pawn yeah. off on there, am right? Oh uh, too funny, man. No, life is Supervising. good. Yeah, I I supervise her, yeah. I gotta make that's sure awesome, you gotta make sure it's it's PG, right? <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Yeah. No. Good. Life is good, man. I was up there at Dirtfish with Jolene, and then uh, I think she flew down to Vegas with you guys. And uh, um, but uh, yeah, we got yeah, we, we got a lot to talk about. But we got I got to get the lowdown on the TP jump because uh, I didn't get to. I watched obviously the replays, uh, but I was flying when uh, when a good chunk was going on. I think I texted you and Hubert and Jolene as soon as I landed, and you know, and everything seemed like it was good. But um, yeah. give me the lowdown on this, dude. What you know? How did everything go off? I tell you what, as far as, like, the stunts and everything are concerned, it, it went flawlessly. Like, everything was timed perfectly.
11: Uh, everything went really well with the TV packaging and every, everything like that. The jumps were super smooth. There were no mechanical issues or anything like that. So, I mean, it, it was about as good as it can get uh, for planned stunts like that. So, uh, the weather held out. because uh, I mean, there were some big clouds rolling in, and uh, it got really, really, really windy. Uh, there for a little bit but gave it a little break for the for the whole stunt uh show i mean the, the heat you really couldn't do anything about i mean it was like 109 or something and uh yeah the heat was crazy but uh everything went really really well
2: yeah you can't ask for much more than that i mean you've been around i know i talked with joe up there and uh i've been texting with travis the past a couple of weeks i haven't talked to him since the thing um but I mean you know you you've been around a lot of stunts Trav has done, and things like that. I mean, this was three of them in one day you know I mean how does this rank up there? I mean you know yeah. these aren't the farthest jumps he's ever done or the most complicated i mean you know you know but i I mean was this more of like i mean this was Trav just paying tribute to a legend right I mean you know it, it was still legit jumps, well, but you, the you know. thing is so i mean i I'll, I'll go
11: ahead and cut right through the proverbial cupcake cake right here um. You, you know, this audience that we're talking to right now is obviously action sports. Uh, you know, every, everybody pays attention. They know what things are. Um, you know, and, and I, I you know, you'll, you'll hear some people uh, banter in the background like, oh, it wasn't that big or, or like, oh, my God, that distance this or that and have these huge opinions on what actually happened. That's not at all what this whole thing was about. I mean, it 100% was about paying tribute to the greatest to ever do it. Evil Knievel is the guy that we all looked up to. And, and like, pretty much, you know, he, he gave, you know, the kids that had that desire to put on a show, you know, every show pony that's ever existed has wanted to be Evil Knievel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially in the action sports world. It's like he was the icon that, we, that, that did it for all of us, opened up the doors, and really gave us that platform to, to be ourselves and, and be able to make a, a living out of it. Um, so I mean, Trav did 214 feet when he was like 12. Yeah. So I mean, you know that, but it was on dirt bikes. Yeah. You know, th- this was, you know, it was it, it wasn't the biggest gap, but the fact that it was on a full size V twin. Yeah. Uh, you have to give respect to that. And, and from what I was told by Trav, uh, one of the biggest hurdles was the
2: uh, slippery Evil Knievel boots. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. So for the yeah, last yeah, jump, the he he wore <laughs> Evil's real boots, right? <laughs> Yeah, dude, and they they wouldn't stick to the pegs. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why you yeah, crashed that, all the time. I think it was point. Yeah, you wonder with evil if if maybe it was uh it was form before function at some point, you know, and like it was all about yeah. the flash and it. I mean, you like have to respect that. Yeah. Uh, well, I know like Yeah, it's the style.
11: And
2: yeah, dude, that guy, he's That's, a, that's what evil was all about was, was
11: style and 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 like the way he he made it look you know it it was all about uh his performance like he he would sacrifice anything if it just made it look better
2: you know yeah well and I know there was something it was a quote Trav said and it was about evil and I know uh you know it's like something Trav you know he lives and dies by but he goes you know evil is a man of his word he'd show up and look at a look at a jump and know he was going to crash and probably end up in the hospital. But he committed to doing it, so he'd yeah. go through with it, even though he knew it was because it just get the stretcher ready because I'm going to be using it. You know, it was one of those, like, and, you know, that that goes yeah. a long way. You know, he's a man of his word, and I know Trav is. You know, if he says he's going to do something, like, you know, Trav always with me. If he says he's going to do something, man, he he does it, you know. Um, and I, I think that, you know, that, that 100%. is. 100%. Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, that was crazy, but yeah, I think, you know, and I talked about it in an opening segment, I think, you know, and I text Trav yesterday and told him, I said, I, I you know, I'm proud of the guy because this is not an easy thing. You know, you've got evil Knievel who he's up on a pedestal, man. And, uh, you know, and if you're going to yeah. do a tribute to him, it's got to be done classy and in the right way. And, you know, and it's one of those, like, I, I think Trav, he couldn't have done it any better. You know, I think he he did it in such a good way, you know, paid tribute to a legend. It didn't overshadow anything. You know, when like Trav goes, Hey, I'm going to jump 200 feet farther than yeah. evil. You know, he, he didn't do that. You know, he just went in and right. uh, he tipped the cap to evil and said, Hey man, you know, respect, you know? And I think, dude, he just, he did everything yeah. perfectly.
11: But not only that, like what, what I loved was the nuances. I don't know if you picked up on it or not, but he jumped like evil jumped Like, right? Nose high, like, really horrible body posture.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. I was cracking up the whole time. No, I was laughing because I noticed that. There was Uh. one of them. I swear it looked like Travis sitting on the seat or something like that. I was just like, dude, that is so great Travis. That is not how Travis would jump. But, yeah, if you got a side-by-side shot of Evil oh, and Travis, evil. dude, they, they were, yeah, totally. Like, that had to have been awkward for Trav, you know, just to do it that way.
10: Yeah.
11: And, and dude, I tell you what, man, and just watching it, it, like, in person, I felt like I was in a time machine. Like, I seriously felt like I got, like, if it wasn't for the, the, the tall buildings around, I would have thought that I, like, somehow transported through time because it was, it was mirror image, man. It was crazy. Yeah.
2: Well, there's just something too. Like even even if there's not an event going on, but if you go drive into Caesar's Palace and go past the fountains, dude, there's just something special about it. Like being there and watching Trav yeah. jump them, dude. That's that's just special, you know. And and obviously that's not a very far jump in today's terms, you know. It was massive when Evil did it. Mesker's backflipped right. him. I think Robbie Knievel's jumped him now uh, at some point. Like, but dude, it's just yeah. special being able to do that. Like that's just rad, you know. You seeing Trav jump that? Like it yeah. didn't matter what it the was- hell he did. it on it's just awesome
11: it was never ever about the distance you know what i mean and like the tv will package it that way to get the general population involved and be like oh my god i gotta watch this because you know people that don't know anything about the sports you you gotta you gotta captivate the general audience as well but you know i'm pretty sure that the action sports community you know knows that this was not about the distance (laughs) you know um it was paying homage, and I'll tell you what, Trav, man, it was so cool to watch, um, and, and the way they set it up, it was like, you know, they, he did the first jump, and there was a nice little spot in between the first and the second, and uh, it was, if you were there, there was actually, like, food and drink all around, and, like, uh, we were actually hanging in the industry tent, which was pretty cool, because it had some AC, I was I was pretty excited about that. But what was really cool was to see him go in transit from, um the backside of Planet uh, Hollywood to Caesars. because yes, he actually did that in the street in full dress on the bike and was, like, high-fiving people that were, like, passing by. Like, it was really, really cool. And it was, like, a free event. You didn't have to buy a ticket. It was just, like, this really, really cool, like, oh, man. It reminds me of, like, when I go to uh, Evil Knievel Days uh, for Florida, uh, Evil Knievel's, like three-day event that they 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 have out there. Evil Days. Yeah. Um, it, it's like just free events. You just you walk from one thing to another for about three days. Uh, you know, drinking in the streets and just having a really good time, uh, checking out the different things that they have going on, and it's all free. So I mean, it really took me back to to that because I go every year to Beat Montana for, for that event, and um, it, it's like one of the best things in the world because I just I love seeing stuff like that where it's not controlled by like a a ticket master or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like, Hey, this is for everybody. Just come check it out. You know what I mean? Um, I really, really enjoyed it. It And then the history channel did such a great job at uh, putting it on properly and everybody top to bottom. I mean, you know, the the staff and, you know, you had Mateus up there making sure everything was running great. It it was just such, everybody did a great job. It, It was really cool to see
2: yeah and you know it's i don't know i'm just stoked on how everything came off you talk about evil days man and that's something i'd love to get up there too that's uh what where isn't that where uh godfrey jumped the semi truck and then tanner jumped the razor a couple years ago yeah yeah dude that was awesome yep. yeah yes, I, I, I was there for that too man tanner that deal <laughs> dude, tanner i had him on air like the i think the day after it happened or something like that and uh Dude, that guy with his yeah. walking stick just flogging it. Like, I'm like, dude, this guy's got balls, man. Oh, dude,
11: <laughs> I, I, I thought that was going to go bad because he, he threw that thing, like, to its max. And when, you know, I mean, you jump your TVs all the time. They, they tend to go a little nose heavy when you have them topped out like that. Yeah. Man, he was coming. I was like, and he, like, barely, like,
2: we, oh, man, I was like, that that that, that would have uh, puckered me up a little bit. Yeah, well there's there's a point uh when you jump UTVs, dude, where it's like like you can jump them pretty far and everything's good, but there's a point where you jump so far and I don't want to say you lose control, but you know a lot of it's, you know, gas and throttle and you know you can kind of control the attitude of it in the air, but yeah. you start jumping these farther distances and it ends up being like Russian roulette. Like you just can't <laughs> you can't control it for very long and I mean I mean you you can <laughs> Yeah. You can you can you can make adjustments. But you're really
11: like, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. You know I
2: mean? Yeah, you get to a point where you're jumping so far, it's just like you're along for the ride, man. There's not, no, like you said, you can make small adjustments, but when you're jumping, you know, 200 feet and things like that, it's just like you like you said, Jesus, take the wheel, man. I'm, <laughs> is it my time or not? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. It's,
11: uh, I love the big jumps, though. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're scary as all heck, but, you know, they're, 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 Hilarious makes such a great product. I, you know, I'm not just saying it. I uh, I rolled one um, on the third. At you know, we, we were uh, at Travis's house, for, you know, for the fourth, the holiday, and uh, on the third, we were uh, out back messing around, and I ended up cartwheeling one uh, three or four times. I don't really remember because I, I wasn't wearing a helmet. You know, don't tell anybody, but uh, I was a little dinged after that. And uh, you know, the whole thing is, is so well made, man. I mean. It, I, I was probably, I had to be doing probably 55 60, you know. And it was like a very uh, short jump. Like, it had some distance, but it was like low to the ground. And when I hit the ground with the front end, it just kind of did this front slip thing a whole bunch of times.
2: And, uh, man, it really didn't do that much damage. I was very impressed with the cage. All right. That was Street Bike Tommy. And uh, we'll be back wrapping things up after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by... Polaris Razor.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the down and dirty radio show available live online in syndication on networks across the U S and available internationally on the American forces network.
2: Welcome back to the down and dirty radio show powered by Polaris razor wrapping things up here. And, uh, Uh, You know how it is. We get Street Bike Tommy on air, and uh, things tend to get a little bit out of hand, and we go over. So uh, uh, (laughs) awesome having Tommy on. If you're listening in national syndication, you missed, like, probably a massive chunk of that interview. So you're going to have to go to Project Action on Podcast One and get that. Uh, Make sure and subscribe to Project Action. It'll be dropping this Thursday with Street Bike Tommy. So uh, we're giving Tommy the Project Action treatment this week. Uh, But uh, awesome, always awesome catching up with Tommy um, you know, I don't know. I think we need to give him a regular segment here on the radio show. Just, uh, just saying it, it needs to happen very soon. <laughs> that way we don't, uh, we don't, uh... You know, we'll go way over. But uh, uh, thanks to Tommy for calling in. Colin Braun. Um, got to give a shout-out to Andrew Carlson, my boy Steve Arpin. Uh, don't forget, we got ARX this weekend uh, happening there, Dirtfish ARX at Coda. Uh, I'll be at, uh, at Elk River, Minnesota, ERX Motor Park for the Lucas Oil Midwest Short Course League. Make sure and tune in, uh, lucasoiltv.com. Uh, download the app. You can watch me, uh, you know, basically host the live stream for, uh, uh, for a couple days this weekend. Uh, that we got Pro Motocross, more than HRA, IndyCar, lots of action. We got lots of racing, uh, lots to talk about the next couple of weeks, that's for sure. Um, big shout out to Polaris Racer, General Tire, Subaru, Vision Wheel, KC Highlights, Gibson Exhaust, Dirtfish, Impact, Optimus, Motor Shield Pro, Terracross, Blue Riot Water Resort and Casino, Genuine Polaris Parts dot com as well. Um, uh, all the supporters of this show uh I am at jim beaver fifteen facebook instagram twitter um you know all forms of social media we got that facebook uh group it's uh at facebook slash group slash fifteen uh all our content dropping at down on dirty all the articles news notes, and uh, everything you need to know from the world of uh, action. Motorsports. Uh, looking for a discount at, at Dirtfish? It's coupon code JB Dirtfish. That'll get you 15% off at uh, Dirtfish Rally School. And uh, don't forget, once again, uh, subscribe to Project Action and the Down and Dirty Radio Show uh, on iTunes. Um, and, uh, yeah, oh, and we've got that, uh, you know, that Instagram account for the Down and Dirty Radio Show. It's at Down and Dirty Show. So uh, thank you guys uh, once again uh, for, for listening uh, each and every week here, keeping us uh, cranking, uh, you know, letting us do our thing and, uh, you know, and supporting us. So uh, we will be back next week with another episode. We'll probably have some winners from ARX and uh, Lucas Oil Midwest Short Course League and uh, trying to, uh, you know, dial in Pastrana for an interview soon as well. And, I don't know, maybe Ken Block in the next couple of weeks too to talk about his new program there uh, with steve arpin so uh, lots coming at you thank you guys be safe as always game on
15: can't get enough of your team sb nation's 300 team regional and sports centric communities are built just for you join your fellow fans at sbnation.com for all the best sports news sbnation.com your
4: team your community